1: You gotta love it.
0: After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyankahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on, and with the indigenous communities of that area. This is it, folks. This is it. This is it the title match episode of Munch Madness where we find out what happens to last year's champ in the first round of the tournament. Will it get knocked out right away? Will it move on and maybe win again? We don't know yet. We're going to
1: find out the fate of
0: bread. Fate of bread. It's had 6,000 years. (laughs) Will its (laughs) reign of terror end today? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. That's
1: what this show is deciding, folks. Remember, the stakes here are high.
0: It's true. The stakes are incredibly high.
1: But there's no stakes in this roundup, folks. Oh no. no the no. closest we get
0: is burgers oh snap i see what you did there for those of you who don't know what the heck we're talking about how'd you get this far without figuring it out it's that special time of year again where 16 foods go head to head in intense matchups while we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one gets crowned food of the year the winner gets bragging rights a guaranteed spot in next year's tournament welcome back bread and of course a whole lot of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of our 2023 season this is munch madness so uh babe who is up in match number one
1: matchup number one is the write-in category which Mm -hmm. means our freaky little listeners decided this was what they wanted to see fight
0: bunch of kinky little dorks aren't you
1: (laughs) our little food obsessed Mm. our little food obsessed followers you're a bunch
0: of goofy goblins
1: all decided that they wanted to see rice and they wanted to see olives. Yeah. They're both sort of small. Mm-hmm. They're both sort of oblong. Yeah. They're both ancient. Yeah. And they're both very tasty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a hard one for me cuz I think I like olives more than I like rice. But I don't think I don't think olives should be rice, <laughs> you know?
1: Every time I talk about this matchup, I just imagine eating a bowl of olives like it is a bowl of rice. I just imagine having a bowl of olives with a little spoon and just going at it. Oh
0: my god, that sounds unpleasant.
1: It's honestly something that I think our daughter would very much enjoy
0: look the uh, thing is like we've all had those days right where you eat 40 olives instead of a meal
1: oh i remember a time when i was <laughs> there's these provencal these big meaty green provencal olives that mm. i absolutely love and we had them before dinner this was when i was in high school and i was just like absent-mindedly eating them you know yeah. because they're delicious yeah. and at the end i counted up my pits and i had eaten 36 olives yeah and that's what city.
0: you gotta do sometimes yeah. look it's delicious like, like olives are incredible but do they deserve to win over bread I mean, I mean, rice.
1: Olives are delicious, but rice keeps probably sixty percent of the world <laughs> alive on a daily basis, and that may be a scanty <laughs> estimate, frankly.
0: The fact that rice has been in now three out of four of uh, of our Munch Madness tournaments and mm-hmm. hasn't won yet. Is nuts to me. I'm
1: actually going to say that rice probably keeps 80% of the world alive on a daily basis. It's extremely important. Considering that India and China are two of the most populous regions in the world. And considering how many people
0: in places other than India and China also eat tons of rice. yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Huge.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's one of the most cultivated crops in the world. It's one of the most eaten foods in the world. And frankly, like I think more people have said to me this year in the course of this show that rice is their favorite food mm-hmm. than any previous year. Sure. I've had so many conversations along those lines lately. Yeah. Rice is really good. It's really good. You can eat it savory, you can eat it sweet. There's short grain, long grain, brown, black. Yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good meal. It is. And no shade Um, to olives, obviously. Well, this is the thing, like, this happens a lot, right? We get into a situation where we have something that is a staple and something that is a treat. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying this as somebody who grew up eating olives every day, but they're still, they're a a garnish, you know? They're not the substance of the meal. Right. And I have found historically in Munch Madness, staples tend to win. Yeah.
0: So we'll see. I, I think I think probably you are right. I like, think probably rice is going to take this one.
1: That's what's happened with coffee every single year, right? Yeah. Is people say, this thing is delicious, but I have coffee every day. Yeah. Uh, or with pasta, you know? Yeah. They say, this is delicious, but, like, I could live on pasta.
0: Yeah. And Olives are delicious,
1: but you can live on rice. <laughs>
0: well, that's it. And that brings us to an interesting thing, which is that the winner of this matchup will go up against pasta in the next round.
1: Which is very exciting. And honestly, I mean, rice versus pasta, that's an epic... Showdown.
0: This is where my brain is. Rice versus pasta, that will be an actual conversation. Olives versus pasta,
1: pasta is really. just going to
0: take it. Yeah. People are going to be like, I love olives in my pasta sometimes.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that's what's ultimately going to happen today as well, but we'll see. We'll We'll see. 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 Now the other one is the champs bracket. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of these heavy hitters who have made it very far Mm -hmm. in the past. And we're talking about bread versus burgers. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I have a hunch about how this is going to go, but what do you think?
0: Well, so like bread was the champ last year for a reason, right? Bread is coming into this competition fresh off a win. It's hot. It's steamy, it's ready to go. Bread knows that burger would be nowhere without it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that burger really has a chance here. I I think if burger beats bread, it's going to be a major upset. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to beat bread. I don't, I don't think it's possible. I think burgers made it to the semifinals last year because it was up against a bunch of people that it could beat. Mm-hmm. But then it lost right away to coffee, mm-hmm. right? And coffee mm-hmm. made it to the semis. And coffee is who... The winner of this will be up against in the next round,
1: and once again, this is where we come down to staples, yeah. right? Like people ultimately will sit go for the things that they eat every day,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. I think that's a that's like a fascinating like window into collective food psychology, yeah. um, and the show is really cool and fun.
3: Yeah, um,
1: but. I I my instinct is the same as yours mm. what's really fun is that if bread does overturn burgers and just bulldoze on through we're gonna have the same matchup that we had in the final last mm-hmm. year right. which is bread versus coffee yeah uh, and it'll be really interesting to see which way that goes
0: yeah and and I think it'll be really fun to see like if bread beats coffee again like it did in the finals last year okay fine Will it beat the next thing? Will it beat everybody and Mm -hmm. go have a second win? Which would be... I haven't even really thought about what we'll do if we get (laughs) a repeat champ. Like, we will honor that. We will honor doing extra bread content this year.
1: But, like, holy
0: crap. Imagine?
1: (laughs) But, like, at the same time, we've barely even scratched the surface of bread. (laughs) No, of course. There's there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, 100%. Um, I do think it'll be really, really interesting if bread for example goes up against rice yeah um or even like even bread and pasta but like i think bread and rice would be extremely interesting because Mm -hmm. the percentage of the world that is not being kept alive on rice is being kept alive on bread yeah
0: (laughs) well and it's I, i think it'll be interesting to see bread versus rice over bread versus pasta because pasta actually was our first champ Mm-hmm. When the first season of Munch Madness, when we hadn't really figured out what we were doing with this yet, when we didn't have a name for it until like the middle of the, the season, <laughs> back when this podcast was a different podcast even, pasta won the first year. Yeah. And I think it'll be really interesting to see if, you know, we have two foods here who could potentially get a second crown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that hasn't been true before. So yeah. we'll see.
1: So this is a this is an exciting matchup. Um, yeah. Let's see how it goes.
0: Let's do it. Let's throw it to our first guest the first guest judge joining us on this week's episode of No Bad Food Munch Madness 2023 the ultimate episode of our first round after which we will know who all is going forward to the quarterfinals is none other than Amanda McLaughlin the CEO of Multitude uh, who also plays Troy Riptide a butterfly gunslinger in the new campaign of join the party a uh, tabletop RPG actual play podcast that is a lot of fun if you are into that kind of stuff highly recommend going. To check it out. Uh, And uh, Amanda is also one of the uh, co producers and co hosts of Spirits, a podcast about folklore and mythology that I've been binging for the past like two or three
4: weeks. That Uh, sounds about right. Are you (laughs) seeing ghosts and kind of creepy happenings in corners of your house?
0: Uh, No more than usual.
4: Good. Are you thinking about death?
0: No less than usual.
4: There you go. Perfect spirits experience.
0: There we go. Thanks for uh, for joining us on this one, Amanda. Very excited to have you back.
4: Oh, my pleasure! I love to pass judgment, and genuinely, I really love the show. Um, so I am honored to be here, and uh, you know, during tournament of champions season, no less. So it's, it's a it's a wonderful moment of you know coming back uh, for for Amanda on no bad food.
0: <laughs> Going full circle. One day, one day we'll do another TOC watch through successfully. I hope.
4: It feels like there are more episodes than ever. I know there's more contestants than ever, so mm-hmm. probably they're also increasing the amount of like monetizable content, but I'm having trouble keeping up TVH.
0: It's I I'm embarrassed to say that I fell asleep during the most recent episode. Uh, but in all fairness it was like the same day that Daylight Savings Time came out so now people yes. are going to know how far in advance we recorded this but whatever <laughs> uh, and I just I, I worked real hard that day and I just passed out and I did not see like the second half of the episode basically it'll be exciting for me next week I guess to find out <laughs> what I missed
4: <laughs> exactly yeah I know it lives on my uh my YouTube TV DVR um, until I'm ready for it
0: I gotta figure out how to DVR things that's that's a technology that i never figured out uh, a technology i did figure out though is um how to do seating for tournament brackets
4: that's, that's a technology weird,
0: that's a segue uh <laughs>
4: graphs are technology baby listen tom believe in yourself come on yes there we go
0: there we go see uh, if amanda says graphs are technology i'm going to roll with it graphs yes are technology. they are i'm a technological genius there will be no further discussion about this our first <laughs> matchup that i'm having you vote on here today uh comes from our right in division so the winner of this matchup will go up against pasta in the quarterfinals no pressure uh and it is of course the second and third seeds respectively rice and olives amanda who's your pick and why
4: My pick has got to be rice here. These are totally different uh, genres of food, which is respectable Mm -hmm. and and happens in this bracket. Um, But I have got to say that while olives are a a lovely addition to a plate. They they round out a course. I love them, you know, in a drink with a, a snack accoutrement as the basis of some kind of chicken thigh stew. Love all that for me. Um, but a food I would miss if it was gone is rice. Sure. And uh, that, that I think is one of the tests that I apply. Uh, rice is just going to be very versatile, um, crucial to so many cultures, it takes on the flavors of other things so well, which again, isn't a requirement for me for the winning food, but... Um, um, olives, you know, they have a place. It's lovely. But I could see myself never craving an olive again. Or if I crave an olive, eating a pickle and being pretty happy.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Olives are delightful but replaceable in a way that rice is not, really.
4: Exactly. You you said in uh, 10 seconds what I took two minutes to say. That's <laughs> podcasting, baby.
0: Well, I don't get to have a vote. So so the best that I get <laughs> to do here is repeat what people say to them. It's interesting. I, I feel like I... I don't disagree with you and I don't disagree with with like how you got there, but in my heart of hearts I think I would have voted olives. I think I think that's where I'm at internally, is that like right now, these days, I need the like the the special touch that olives give to me. That's weird. That's a weird way to say <laughs> that. But you know what I mean. Like I, I need I, I do. think I'm in a space in my life right now where like I like little treats more than I more than I like consistency.
4: Totally and I think that the things that made me pick rice could also make anybody else decide that rice is the loser. Like if rice mostly, you know, takes on the flavors of other things or sufficiently kind of like delicate or a base or neutral that, you know, it can be versatile, that also means it might be kind of forgettable. Like in, in Mm. many cases, can I, can I use like a rice noodle instead of rice itself? Can I use like any other kind of grain? Probably sure. I, I see that side of the argument as well. Um and I think if this was pickles versus race, you know, your girls go in pickles. Like it is it is just not the briny snack that is closest to my heart. And mm. that's what these judgments come down to sometimes. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm with you on that one. Pickles would have been harder for sure. I'm shocked, frankly. Like pickles was, was one of the ones that people could have voted for to put into the to the tournament this year. And it didn't get a spot in the tournament, and I'm a little bit surprised by that. Like they deserve it they deserve to be here
4: you know there might be a kind of Ralph Nader situation where we are sorry my grasp that's that's really middle school era politics for me so my grasp on it I see your face listen I'm gonna land this plane it's a real Ralph Nader situation uh, where Ralph Nader is pickles and uh, olives are Al Gore was that right was that the right election John Kerry I don't know anyway I think there might have been a split vote might have been some diluted votes between uh, olives and pickles in your in your writing
0: does that make rice George Bush
4: Oh no! Oh no! Do I have to take back my vote? Quick! Quick! Get us out of here! No,
0: I think that's it, Amanda. Oh, you're no. Certified Republican Amanda McLaughlin just voted for rice. Oh shit! I'm a starch
4: rice. Republican. Oh no! Starch
3: Republican.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is a great show, oh, people. Fuck. That's
0: very good. All right. Thank you. Okay. So rice, a vote for rice is a vote for nice, is what I always say.
4: Oh boy. And, Uh-oh. Uh oh. What have I gotten myself into? There we
0: go. <laughs> I, I do think though, like, yeah. I mean rice feels like it stands a chance in the rest of this tournament in a way that olives wouldn't as well which I think is is just another thing in its favor and I'm excited to see like how far it goes this year because it's come close in the past it's come close to winning before
4: I also think that a rice versus pasta head to head is is basically what both of them deserve Uh, like that is a a really (laughs) substantial and also comparable kind of food group which I I think is is really fun or like food function um, which I think is is really fun um, to do
0: yeah, hundred percent. Rice and pasta have both been in the champions division before. Like they've both made it to the like semifinals and finals in past tournaments, but neither of them. No, pasta was our first ever winner, actually, uh, but rice has never won before. So I think the idea of having rice versus pasta, especially this early in the competition, is just so exciting.
4: Yeah, and I mean, for me, listen, a, a, a tad like a crispy rice, you know, at the at the bottom sure. um, of a pan. You know, for me, again, gonna outweigh the best olive I've ever ever had.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, frankly, when I think about like like rice, a lot of the time I want olives in it, and and when I think about like the best olive dishes, they're usually served with rice for me. Mm, so very complimentary. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I think that's really good. I think it's going to be exciting to see how rice uh, rice goes going forward. I mean, unless our other guest votes olives and throws it to a tiebreaker, and then. You know the listeners throw it to olives. We'll see. It, it could happen. Still, I, don't know. I
4: did get a uh, a miniature olive tree for uh, Hanukkah. So oh, um fun. get back to me in a good four to eight years, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if this olive tree fruits and if eating a homegrown olive changes my opinion.
0: I don't know why. I just assumed immediately that it was a toy.
4: Oh no! Like yeah, like a, a like twenty-four inch tall olive tree. They that's... make olive. They they can they can flower. It's that's amazing. very cool. Yeah. I want one of those. I know. Can those grow
0: like in the climate that we both live in? Is that possible?
4: It's indoors. And so pollinating it is mm. a bit of an adventure. You have to, I don't know if it is like, you know, can be self pollinating or if to get to them together, but my grandma has one too. So okay. we can figure out if it's possible to make them fruit. Um, but I, I have lately been germinating lots of seeds. I have like mini avocado trees and date palms. Um, my, my next is a citrus fruit. I really want to get like a little mm. mini citrus tree. Um, that would be the dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I hope that one day we can have a greenhouse. Like first we have to have a house house and then maybe yes. a greenhouse can come after that so that we can just like grow whatever we want year round. Because uh, yeah. especially like we're a little further north than you guys and it's it's gross here. It's gross half the year. Not good for plants.
4: Yeah, my TikTok um, algorithm keeps showing me, like, this greenhouse was $500 at Costco. And I'm like, oh, I wish.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's, 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 you know, if you have a yard, greenhouses are great. Should we get to the next matchup?
4: Yes, this is the one I've been thinking about, dreaming about.
0: So our final matchup for the first round altogether that this is it. This is the the title match, if you will, where last year's champion bread goes up against last year's number four seed burgers. Amanda, who's your pick here and why?
4: Uh this one, I really talked myself into and out of my heart's pick so many times. So my Favorite food is bread. Uh, Bread with anything, anything on bread. A good bread elevates anything near or around it. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw this matchup, I thought to myself, all right, well, Amanda, you can't just choose bread. Uh, You know, think of all the good ways uh, that burgers have meant something to you. Think of all the the culinary heights that is, you know, a burger that no other food can match. Right. Um, Think of all the the creativity and innovation in burgers, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And yet my heart circled back again and again to bread. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I think unless like I am I am open, I guess, to being swayed, but no, my role here is for judgment. And so my judgment is that bread is simply a better food. Sure. Um, a burger with no bread is hardly a burger at all. And anything on or with or around or near uh, or in the same like 10, 15 minute stretch as a really good bite of bread is better to me than the best burger.
0: I find it very hard to disagree with that. Like bread is last year's champion for a reason, you know, it, yeah. it, like you said, it's kind of essential to the burger experience because otherwise eh, burgers are not Let that trap, great. Must we? <sighs> like if we must, we can, but like eh, at that point, give me a salad with beef on it, you know? Right. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because if bread wins this one, it'll be going up against last year's semi-finalist or um rather last year's runner-up coffee in the next round so it'll be just a repeat of last year's finale which like you know <laughs> crazier things have happened right and i think there's something to that i think there's something significant to bread potentially just like coasting through again like it did last year because it's fucking good and it's important <laughs> in a way that I think rice is also like this is a this this episode is an interesting pair of matchups because both of these you know again assuming rice and bread go forward which like I kind of am assuming rice and bread are going to go forward like both of these are staple grains right both Mm -hmm. of these are extremely important to a lot of cultures around the world and like even in the cultures where they're not important specifically they're still immensely popular and eaten a lot right where it's like you could argue that like rice is less important in North America than bread. Like, it's just not the grain that, like, North American food has been built on as much. But, like, that doesn't mean we don't still eat shitloads of rice here, right? And, like, you know, the same applies in the opposite direction where, like, countries and, and peoples who rely more on rice still also like bread and eat bread and have bread things. And it's, like, these two things are so universally loved that the idea of having them... In this tournament, feels like a no brainer, and it'll almost be like one of the biggest upsets if one of them gets knocked out today or you know <laughs> in the next round or any time before the the
4: finals. It would feel very surprising to me for olives <laughs> to unseat rice, but even more so for burgers to unseat bread. Um, unseed maybe that's the pun there yeah, anyway yeah. I'll work on that on my own time um, but I I think that not, not to wade into this discourse but you know a burger is like a really really good and specific genre of sandwich if you mm-hmm. think about it that way like it's you know it's yeah. delicious stuff with bread and a really pleasing like flavor and texture combination and I think all of that comes down to to good bread. So it's a little bit of a like ipso facto argument here. I don't know if that's the right term to use uh, in in logic wise. Um, But I, if I think about again, like, you know, really good, like, you know, uh, sandwich filling on the side of a great crusty piece of bread, That is that is the same to me, Uh, you know, a a really great like cheese, lettuce, uh, beef, uh, avocado, tomato, all those things to me better on great bread um, than they are on a burger of of its own creation. And even the burgers I like best kind of ape interesting sandwiches or bread based creations, Mm. Um, you know, like (laughs) Eric and I went to uh, my husband, Eric Silver, um, who I believe is on a a future past or future episode of uh, of this bracket.
0: Past last week's
4: past. There we go. Went to the Cheesecake Factory recently because we uh, got our hands on a rental car for the day and did our a bunch of suburban tasks and errands. And my request was to go to the Cheesecake Factory. And so we did. And uh, Tom, you know what I was more excited about at the Cheesecake Factory than the like incredibly uh, overwrought burger that I ordered for my entree?
0: The bread basket.
4: The bread basket. Okay. And that Cheesecake Factory pumpernickel bread.
0: Um, and
4: it's it's just the absolute bomb. I sure. love it. Yeah. The butter that they came with tableside was unsalted and yet it was still great because the bread was that good.
0: That's that's a feat to uh, to have bread good enough to stand up to unsalted butter.
4: It was incredible. And I enjoyed myself so much. And uh, bread has got to win the bread burger matchup.
0: I love burgers. I would really love to see burgers like go somewhere in this competition. I think Burgers is screwed because of bread. I think Burgers doesn't stand a chance of making it out of this division. Because even if Burgers beats bread somehow, it can't pull it off twice in a row and beat coffee. Let's be real. No one, no one's going to vote for Burgers over coffee. It's not going to happen. And that's, that's rough for me as someone who loves burger. But I'll it's accept true. it
4: it's true I mean you, yeah uh, unless you kind of get more specific and compare like you know uh, uh, sort of seed the like staple foods versus meals versus like the deliveries etc but that's that's no fun and that's a lot of work and that's uh, more technology than I think this bracket uh, has signed up for um, but no like if I, if I get home from vacation you know and in my freezer I have like one hamburger patty or I have you know a frozen loaf of bread I know which one I'm defrosting to make a real meal and it's you know bread plus like anything thing in my pantry, you know, beans, tuna, a single avocado, you know, like uh, pickles in the back of the fridge, an egg, uh, anything can turn into food that will satisfy me and, you know, I will find pretty delicious. And going to new places, almost the first thing I do when I go to a place that's new to me is like order, you know, their, their pastry, their morning pastry of choice. Uh, And, you know, whether it's media Lunas in Argentina, you know, croissants in, in France uh, and any kind of like pie, like ham. Pie in England, just the the most recent places um, that I've been. Like I I love it, and that is part of how I experience the world. Is like, what is your you know, what is your starch? What is your bread? Um, and that's something that I would have a hard time living without.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll leave you with a little fun fact today about pastries uh, that Please. I think about a lot because I'm bilingual. So the French word for pastry you might have seen while you were in France is viennoiserie, which mm-hmm. uh, roughly translates to like thing from Vienna, or like Viennese. And I think it's really funny that France has become like a place that we associate and equate with like good pastry, when the French word for pastry acknowledges that it's something that they got from the Austrians.
4: That's amazing. I didn't know that. And now I'm also going to think about it all the time,
0: <laughs> every single time. That's it. If you if you have the opportunity to eat Austrian baked goods, give it a shot. Maybe they'll be yeah. better than the French ones. Maybe not. Maybe the French just perfected it, but after it was too late to name it something else. I don't know.
4: So what's Vin versus Patisserie?
0: I think Patisserie is bakery because
4: there's like savory and sweet and
0: yeah. I, I think I think Patisserie. I think that just means bakery whereas Viennoiserie you know, is like pastry.
4: Right on. It, learn something new every time.
0: You can buy pastries at a bakery.
4: You can't go yeah. to a pastry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
4: Right on. Yeah. Fascinating.
0: Yeah. So uh, do with that what you will. That's a little, <laughs> little bread fact for you today, I guess.
4: Always.
0: Always. Need some bread facts. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for uh, phoning in and voting. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this shakes out. I like this first round has been absolutely wild in terms of what some of these matchups have been a lot of them have been either extremely contentious or extremely one-sided and uh, I'm excited to see like just where it goes from here because once we get this out of the way we can actually start to see like where this tournament is going you know like I always feel like the first round is like I don't know I did the seeding I know what all these matchups are I don't know anything going forward and I'm excited to be you know, discovering all of this with you guys. Um, oh
4: yeah! Well, thank you for having me back.
0: Can I? Uh, can you tell everybody where to find you?
4: I am at she's so mickey on social media, uh, mostly Instagram, followed by Twitter. And listen, whether or not you think Dungeons and Dragons or role playing games are for you, uh, join the party is a wonderful, uh, kooky, often food focused uh, jaunt. And our current campaign is all about a land of plant and bug people, Mm -hmm. including lots of world building about how and why we eat in that world. So I think it's something that you will uh, find really satisfying. And if you have no experience in this world, like these games whatsoever, this show is designed for you. We teach you everything you have to know about uh, how to follow along as we tell a story using the rules of Dungeons and Dragons. So that's Join the Party Podcast.
0: Yeah, I love that. I a thing that I really appreciate about this is that so I hadn't been a like prior listener because I have a hard time. I mean, you and I were talking about this before we started recording how like when you're a podcaster, it makes the already daunting task of staying on top of all the podcasts you like even more daunting cuz you're also making them. And uh I hadn't caught up on like past campaigns and past seasons of the show but when i saw you guys were about to start a new one i was like this is perfect the perfect time to jump in is with the new campaign. there you go and leading up to it you guys did a series of episodes setting up the universe for it and i i mean partly because i'm a i'm a dungeon master so i love this kind of shit just on a like nerdy level but also just as a consumer of media getting a glimpse into the world building that goes into things before the storytelling starts it's so cool and so exciting for me on a creative level that like nothing else scratches that itch so if you're listening right now and you have not ever gotten into a D podcast before but that sounds cool to you i would highly 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 recommend going and checking out just start with those episodes start with the like pre-campaign like world-building stuff.
4: game episodes,
0: yeah. Yeah, because that will, I think, one, get you hooked and want to consume more of the lovely people who are doing it, their content. I mean, don't eat them. Don't consume <laughs> them. Uh, but two, I think it will help you understand a little bit better why people like this kind of stuff in the first place. And like, D&D Thank shows you. don't have to be hard to get into. The, the rules... The rules take a backseat to the story a lot of the time. And Thank I think you. people that's, get that. That's our confused central conceit. Yeah. You're welcome. I really like the show.
4: <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're into uh, director's commentaries or the, the you know, forwards <laughs> or afterwards to books, um, we are we are your kind of nerd. So come check us out, jointhepartypod.com or join the party in your podcast app.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks again. My pleasure. Oofa loofa so far uh so far so good as far as our predictions went yeah Uh, we're
1: we're doing we're doing good so far
0: (laughs) we'll see if our second judge uh you know makes this a unanimous thing or what uh but before we do that we wanted to uh remind you you know if you're enjoying the show so far and you're not already subscribed to the show make sure to hit subscribe because otherwise you know You won't know as soon as a new episode comes out, and that would be sad for you, and sad for us.
1: And don't you want to know what happens? Aren't you on the edge of your seat? I'm on the edge of my seat.
0: I'm practically shitting my pants as we speak.
1: Honey, you're always...
0: Listen, I have IBS. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of March, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple, free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. Teffer, can you think of any other way to turn zero into six?
1: No, I still can't.
0: That's right. We've been saying <laughs> this exact same copy for months, and neither of us is come up with another way to do it
1: (laughs) zooby-dooby-doo
0: zooby-dooby-doo you know how you do it you make a baby and you wait six years that's a way to turn zero into six
1: yeah but it sounds a lot harder than just leaving a review of our show
0: it's true unless you're willing to commit right now on the spot listener listener are you listening are you willing to commit right now to conceiving birthing and raising a child for the next six years in the name of our podcast Naming your child after us, little Tommy, little Tef Tef, little
1: well, no bad food.
0: <laughs> if you're not willing to do that, leave a rating and review.
1: Otherwise, we are contractually <laughs> obliged.
0: Yeah, that was a weird way to say obliged.
1: <laughs> contractually obliged. <laughs> All right, let's 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 keep going.
0: The point is, you better do it. Do it. You, you can read um, all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode.
1: And we're still trying to grow our Patreon to reach our fifty dollars a month goal. Uh, when we get there, we're launching the No Bad Food Recipe Club, which you really want to be in. Mm-hmm. It's where all the cool kids hang out. It's where we post new recipes mm-hmm. uh, for you to try out, to mm-hmm. share, to not share, to eat, to post. If you're not already a member of our Patreon, please go. Join at mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash pod today. Yeah. And now, and let's now. chuck it on over to our second guest. <laughs> chuck it. Judging for us today is Cupcake Dex. Cupcake Dex is a streamer on Twitch and other platforms. She makes amazing Pokemon-themed baked goods of various kinds and also other foods. You probably... No Cupcake Decks from a few of our other episodes. She's been on before and is always a pleasure. Are you ready to get judgmental about some food?
2: Teffer? let's judge some food. Let's, let's judge the heck out of food. Judge the heck out ready. of food. All right.
1: <laughs> so for our first bracket, we have the write-in division. So the write-in division is uh, the foods that our audience cannot live without. Um, the ones they insisted must be in this matchup. The people have spoken, and in this bracket we have classic cult favorite rice versus the food of my people, olives. How do you plead?
2: Ooh, this is a good matchup because you mm-hmm. have rice, which is the staple food, something that like so many people in so many cultures like eat. It's like a part of like so many meals: breakfast, lunch, dinner. Versus olives, which are not a staple, but are like, I want to call them the cherry on top a little bit, depending on how you use them. But also they're responsible for olive oil, now that I think yeah, about it, so, uh, hmm. also a staple. It's a—it's an interesting matchup that we have over here. And I already have an idea, but I'm already ready to convince myself okay. of the opposite. Okay.
1: Where where do we start? I don't even know. Oh. They're both good. I mean, I would say, you know, one of the things about this matchup is that rice is a staple, right? Mm -hmm. And olives are a treat. (laughs) Yes. But you did bring up olive oil, which is a a a strong I mean, depending on how we do this category. What do you think? Are is olive oil included in olives? You you can't not talk about olive oil. Mm -hmm. This is like
2: I mean, like, I, I think, in my opinion, right? This is the whole thing about Munch Man this is every guest gets to like bring their whole own thing to Absolutely. it, which I love. And I think that like talking about what you can get from both of those is super interesting because they are very different. Like, I, and I didn't think about this in advance at all, mm-hmm. but olive oil is like an, is, is also kind of a staple, but in a very different way from rice, obviously. Um, and so you have this thing that olive oil creates that's like, you know, that the olives aren't the staple. They're the, again, I'm just going to keep calling them the cherry on top, but Absolutely. they create a thing that's a staple. And then rice, which is a staple, but then it creates stuff like mochi
1: mm-hmm.
2: or like sake.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: like, mmm, that's pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> it's true. Rice is is like endlessly endlessly versatile
2: oh man and i know nothing about like the histories of either food i i don't know a single thing about anything other than my own very limited experience and what i see on tiktok Mm -hmm. so
1: (laughs) and that's what munch madness is all about it's all about the subjectivity baby
2: (laughs) (laughs) i love that all right so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna start talking about one of them what Mm. I want to start talking about is the food that of those two that I started eating first which was plain white rice which as a kid who was so 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 picky I don't I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast but so picky would it if we went out for Chinese the one thing I would Mm. eat was white rice and to this day plain white rice is like Oh my gosh, Um, still just deep, deep in my heart mm-hmm. and like just that alone. I think there's such a beautiful pleasure in it. And then when uh, my fiance and I, Miss Edward went to Japan, we learned of furikake yeah. and just like the rice seasoning. We had no idea that even plain white rice, you could just add a little bit of flavored seasoning and like it becomes even more magical. There's like so much cool stuff that you can do with your rice. Um, you could have it next to things, which is how I had as a kid. You could have it under things, on top of things, inside things. If you're doing like an omu rice. Uh, oh my gosh. You, there's so many dishes that involve mixing rice into them. None of which I can name other than, I don't know, <laughs> paella? paella? Paella has rice pirayani, in it, right? Um.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh, fried oh, rice. Like there's more. There's definitely more that I'm not thinking of right now.
2: There's a lot. The mm-hmm. problem here is that your girl is such a purist. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many ways of doing rice. And I, every single time, I'm just like, can I just get some plain steamed rice, please?
1: <laughs> but that's part of the beauty of rice, right? Is that like, yes, you can use it as a building block for all these things. But also, it's just ultimately, at its heart, a comfort food. Oh, is
2: it ever. And to the audience, I want to say, if you don't have a rice cooker... And you struggle with making rice. Get the
1: self. Oh, yeah.
2: A rice cooker.
1: Oh, my gosh. And there's so many kinds of rice, too. Like... You have like the oh. long grain basmati rice that's very dry and fluffy. You have like the short grain sticky rice. Like there's there's brown rice. I am a big fan of brown rice. I am a big like brown rice Ooh. apologist. I grew up eating a lot of short grain <laughs> brown rice and it has a, a nuttiness to it that I think is really lovely. Mm-hmm. And it's also a lot better cold. So I like it for salads, like a lot better cold than wh- white rice is in my opinion, um. Oh. So I like to have it in like salads and stuff because it ke- it stays chewier. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So I mean, there really are just like endless options mm-hmm. from this one. Oh break. my gosh.
2: Yeah, and then the things that you can do with rice. I mean, anytime you're you're turning it like you're mashing it, turning it into mochi mochi, mm-hmm. and. Which, uh, oh my gosh, is such a fun, delightful treat as well. Man, sake is really good. I only it's recently true. got into sake. Yeah. It it really makes some
1: great, great stuff. Wow, I have just a lot of love for rice. I was about oh. to say that rice is also, it makes great skincare. Because some of my favorite skincare products these days have have rice. But then I realized that olive oil is also possibly the oldest cosmetic right what a transition dang teffer dang that's that's why they pay me the no bucks
2: (laughs) that sounds about right yeah 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 (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) with no offense to our patrons i'm sorry that's what they pay us 26 bucks a month Uh (laughs) subscribe
2: to the patreon audience it's a
1: phenomenal patreon i'm telling you join us get in on there but yeah, I mean, we've so we've been talking a lot about rice and rice's versatility, but there really is a wide variety of olives as well. Oh they just, they I don't have some. as many versatile applications. You can make like mm. bruschetta. You can do like things with olive oil. Olive oil cakes are really nice. Ooh. But you do have like, you have the oil cured wrinkly little dry black olives, like the Sicilian ones, mm. or the like, my personal favorites, the big meaty green Provencal olives that are like... It's not Ooh. just because I'm Provençal. They're just delicious. And you have the, like, Greek the Kalamata olives that are really briny, really, like, sharp. Mm. Versus the, like, I think the, I think the oil-cured black ones were the first ones I loved as a kid because they have that really deep, like, umami, almost sweet flavor mm-hmm. instead of the, like, really, like, acidic punch. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm here talking about olives. I'm supposed to be letting you talk about <laughs> olives. God, We can t-fer. both talk about olives. God, <laughs> okay. Fucking
2: what we absolutely <laughs> love these days is buying <laughs> stuffed olives just mm-hmm. from the grocery store. And this editor just will snack on these bad boys like there's no tomorrow. I don't even know what they're stuffed with. They're just so good. So good. Oh, I love them. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a travesty when we can't find them. Oh, they're yeah. so good. And we've just started like incorporating olives into anything. Mostly these specific stuffed olives. But look,
1: they're really, really good yeah yeah stuffed olives are amazing and you can stuff them with like anything and then there's also these things oh god i can't remember what they're called and tom's gonna be upset that i don't remember what they're called uh because they've been obsessed with them this year but it's like the (laughs) italian thing where you stuff an olive and then you roll it in breadcrumbs and then you deep fry it stop
2: i've not what yeah so if you ever what
1: yeah yeah so like tom's work has these uh and they're they're yummy (gasps) They're yummy. Oh my
2: god, that sounds so good! It's an I Italian didn't know thing. that that was an option. Yeah, it's oh. an option.
1: Oh There's my so gosh, a options. real Italian treat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So my my grandparents, I have talked ad nauseum about the fact my grandmother is Italian, my grandfather is Armenian, and they were both from the south of France, and so they moved to California when they retired. I think it was probably in their forties, actually, not like super. Maybe in their fifties. I don't know. I don't know how age works. Mm-hmm. Um, but they moved to California. And there were olive trees everywhere, right? In California, like they were in Northern California in the Sacramento area, and there's just olive trees all along all the roads everywhere. And my grandparents, being the little, like, rural Mediterranean folks that they were, just immediately started harvesting olives because there were olives everywhere. Oh my gosh. And would take them home and cure them and just made their own free olives every year. Oh my gosh. Now there are absolutely ridiculous laws in california against picking things off public trees um of course. of course but back in the day this would have been in the 80s i think my grandparents would just go and and forage for olives all over <laughs> california uh because my oh. pepe louis in italy had i believe olive groves um on the family land so it was like a oh my gosh family thing
2: Oh my gosh, just making some California mm-hmm. olives. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what just, a delight. Did you did you get to try them yeah.
1: ever? But, yeah, oh. I would have had them as a kid. I, I, I mean, I don't remember them distinctly because it would have just been the olives I had when I went to Mimé and Pipiz, right? Because they would do that. They had a garden with fruit trees like Mimé made all her own preserves. Um, oh. So like going there, it was always just having a a a banquet of beautiful food oh always Oh. Um, and my pipe was a boulanger, so there would be, like, fresh-baked breads <gasps> and stuff. And, like, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Oh, that
2: sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> tougher. Such a oh. difficult, difficult childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my experience, the, my resplendent olive story doesn't mm-hmm. quite meet yours. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before. <laughs> I feel like I may have, but... Goodness gracious um my friend had like her uh younger cousin over who was kosher and was very limited in what foods we could order in and you know I was just happy with whatever just happy to be there and they asked me do you mind if we order an olive pizza and i was like sure that yeah. that sounds fine they were like okay but this is like an olive pizza like all you would not believe the amount of olives i was like that that sounds uh, whatever sure I, I guess i like olives the pizza arrives and tefer it is a layer of nothing but olives <laughs> on top of just your 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 cheese pizza with your cheese your your sauce your dough and then just then just olives all like fully covered in olives and the pizza was Mwah! that sounds incredible so good
1: this is it was so good my my daughter would flip for that all she ever wants oh my is olives on pizza and olives to eat and olives all day long um i'm gonna have to tell her about the olive pizza and then she's gonna insist that we make it and i will be 10 okay on 10 that. yeah yeah because yes. like honestly even just the little like canned sliced pizza olives are great oh my gosh i love so on those there's just something about Oh my about gosh, 100%. Them. They're delicious. Yes. They're delicious. Oh, they're so good. And I really think there's something to be said about a food that like the, oh, I was going to say 99 cent can, but let's be real. Nothing's 99 cents a can anymore. The The $2 can <laughs> of olives is also <laughs> a delicious snack, you know, as much as oh my like, like in addition to the $8 <laughs> container of olives.
2: <laughs> but do, I have not tried that one yet, but mm-hmm. like I could, I could. I I 100% could. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I guess rice is also like that, right? Like, cheap rice is is good. Yes. I... Tefer, I
2: can just sit and shovel white plain rice into my face. Like, just... I, I just, if it's done, especially if it's really done nicely, mm-hmm. man, I gotta, I could just, I, like, we went out for sushi, we went out for mm. Benihana with friends the other day, and I was full from all the delicious food, but I had ordered a little tiny bowl of steamed rice, and after all my food, I looked at it and I was like, there's no way I cannot eat this, I have to eat, I have to, I, I can't not."
1: and I only had minor regrets after. <laughs> yeah because really i mean it's good for your digestion right that's what you're supposed to eat if you've had like the stomach flu and you're reintroducing food
2: oh yeah yeah like what, rice and bread and sort of like simple easy stuff exactly can't go wrong exactly can't go wrong
1: and there's rice pudding oh my god if i start talking about rice pudding we're never leaving oh. Um, I've never actually had it <gasps> someday oh someday. good okay there's a there's a um a, a kind of rice pudding from Indian cooking that's done with coconut milk and saffron and sometimes rose water and actually I may now be veering into not Indian cooking but into like Persian uh but you can like have Ooh. cardamom and it is um so yummy and uh listen if you ever come to visit, I will make it for you because like. <gasps> delicious you have my interest you need to make a decision and one of them has to go home or like possibly (sighs) depending on how the other judge votes
2: (laughs) (laughs) look it's a it's a tough call you have these two beautiful foods that have like such different uses that and i can both bake such fascinating different delicious Mm -hmm. stuff but like I got to just go with like childhood cupcake decks. What does she want? What's she thinking of? Mm -hmm. And it's rice, baby. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. rice all the way home. There's Mm -hmm. no question about it.
1: Listen, I think the people are going to be happy with this because I can tell you (laughs) actually that the other judge also voted for rice and rice (gasps) will be going through. Oh, dang. We're going to see it as a contender. Now, oh, our yeah. second. Go rice. Yeah, go. Absolutely. You know what? I, I think rice deserves its day. I think rice. Yes. deserves It's moment in the sun. I can't tell you how many people this year have been like, but you know what my favorite food is? Rice. Like when it comes down to it, rice. I just want rice. <laughs> and like. Yes. It, I get it. I get it. So for our second matchup, this is the champions bracket. These are past winners or ones who have made it pretty far in the competition. Heavy hitters, uh, highly seeded. And what we are voting on today is burgers versus bread.
2: Burgers and bread, baby. Mm -hmm. Two incredibly different foods. You might even say that one food is a component of the other food, which adds an interesting Mm -hmm. level of complexity. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the first one's a good place to start. The one that's a component of the other one is good. I don't even know how to start talking about bread. Oh my gosh. I love bread. I, I mentioned earlier I was a picky eater. Bread, mm-hmm. wow, surprise. Um, that was a thing I would eat. Um, rice. I mean, and rice. is there
1: ever anybody who's like, yeah, I was a picky eater and you know what I would not eat? Bread. <laughs> I just, no, no bread for me. No, no bread for me.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That You know, I, you have to wonder. There's got to be some kid out there who's just like, nah. Sandwiches can't do it. Burgers can't do it. Nothing. That that wasn't me though. No, me bread either. is amazing.
1: Um, I mean, man. there's a, there's a reason bread won the whole thing last year. Um, yeah, and I was cheering
2: know. for it, and I was so happy that it did. Um, and I'm really excited to be presiding over bread because, like, what a champion! Absolutely. There's so many types of bread, and I've only eaten a few of them because, if given the option, I like my white bread. Mm-hmm. I like my challah bread, mm-hmm. and everything else is great but my goodness i can just eat those all day and i'll be happy forever um but oh my gosh even just like something like raisin bread like the cinnamon raisin bread oh goodness there's so many beautiful things you can do to bread ketchup is such a delight there's so many things you could put (sighs) in it that i need to try uh oh my gosh uh sourdough i don't it's funny. I'm not actually sure. I've eaten sourdough, but everyone was very excited about it in mm-hmm. 2020. For some reason, <laughs> I don't true. know why. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into the the sourdough starter thing, and I'm a little bit like, was I the one who missed out? I mean, did I did I fail as a baker? Goodness, where was I? I don't even know. But it's, it's not too late, I guess. It's, I mean, I I'm, must have sourdough.
1: I'm about to start myself a new starter because oh. I, my my old one died. So oh. if you want to join me on that journey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I got it. I got to give it a shot. You just like mix flour and
1: water do. and then you just leave it on the counter for a week. Bread.
2: Bread. 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 What is bread? <laughs> bread. Bread's just out here. Being bread and being like I can, you could just do this, and it's bread. Goodness, um, we also—I if, if feel some we would be remiss not to mention the Jewish holiday of Passover is coming up, mm-hmm. a week where you cannot eat bread and must instead eat matzah, which is quote unquote unleavened bread. But what we eat in North America is mostly just like cracker.
1: Really you know, makes you miss comforting. bread.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the, goodness, the the eight days without the bread i have given up Mm -hmm. i i try these days but i can't go eight days without bread Mm -hmm. eight days without a sandwich without a burger without just like toast without my bagels (gasps) bagels ooh bagels we're canadian and we have to also stand the montreal bagel y'all have probably had the american new york style bagel Forget about it. Toss in the trash. No. Mm-hmm. The the Montreal style bagel. And you it's have hard, to yeah. come here to get it. You have to if you can get it from Montreal. Like, like can get it fresh out the oven. There's yeah. nothing like it. But like the other look if you can get, you know, your bags of bagels and, you know, freeze them and then ship them to wherever you're going, it's yeah. also acceptable. You will still be happy. Man, the second you the second I put bagels in this category,
1: now, Art, do you think bagels belong in this category? Yes. Okay, Okay. cool. Look, yeah. I know. Yes. This is up to I you. Know,
2: this is up to you. I know. Yes, it's no? up to you. Yeah. Look, yeah. scientifically, I think that there's like some weird thing where bagels don't count as bread. They're like a pretzel or something. They're no. counted differently Mm-mm. because you do the like honey bath or whatever. I don't care. It's bread. You can't convince me. Otherwise, bagels are bread and bagels are beautiful and bread is beautiful. Bread is beautiful.
1: Bread is beautiful.
2: But when it comes to burgers, there is bread and a burger. I'm gonna... I'm gonna do the transition. Do the Burgers! Bur- burgers! Burgers are great, and they have bread in them. Burgers are a delight. There's so many things you can do with a burger. Mm-hmm. As a child, it took me a while to warm up to the concept of a burger, of this... You know meat patty where you just scrunch up a bunch of meat and put it all together and then you have it with some bread Why are you tainting my bread with all this? It took me some time before I got brave enough to add the ketchup and then to add the the lettuce and the tomatoes and all the other things And then to finally start getting fancy and I kind of evolved In the kind of burgers that I would be willing to eat and wow um Glad I went on that journey because burgers are beautiful.
1: Ever, burgers are a beautiful thing, and there's again versatility, variety. <gasps> yeah. It doesn't
2: have to be beef. Obviously, you can have your chicken burgers. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, a breaded chicken
1: burger. Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh, ooh, a fish burger. You can get that beyond meat. You could just forego any kind of pre- pretense at meat if you wanted. I suppose you could put anything.
1: I grew up having tofu burgers, and frankly, they were really good. I'll bet they were there are really some good. Really good ways,
2: yeah. like it's the combination of all those things, and like the textures, and like the crunch from the lettuce, and like there's there was this phenomenal uh, video um, by the Food Theorist channel mm-hmm. on YouTube by MatPat about the way that you stack a burger. The order of the fillings actually does make a difference in how you perceive them and how the texture feels and how the taste comes across. Mm-hmm. Burgers are fascinating!
1: oh my gosh they're like food and engineering Ooh, together yes wait say more say more well um i'm thinking about like the way you stack a burger is in my opinion really important and the way you fill a burger i think i think sometimes people forget about texture with burgers um but you're right it's really important so for me i often find Uh, because I didn't grow up eating a lot of meat like burger patties it's just a little bit too much like it's a little bit too much Mm -hmm. of a hunk of meat and I need Mm -hmm. those other fillings to like break it up a little and to give me enough textural difference and enough flavor difference and enough acid uh, to cut through which is why I'm a big fan of ketchup you don't like I get so mad if I have a burger (laughs) and there's lettuce directly on the patty because (laughs) because the lettuce is gonna wilt Against the right. heat of the patty It's going to get slimy No you don't want mm-hmm. that You want to have like You want to have something I like to put like onion right on the patty Because then the onion If the onion gets warmed up It just gets a little softer And it just gets a little sweeter right And you mm-hmm. want to have it's that still gonna like, have a Barrier And you want to have the lettuce on the top Where it's going to stay like mm-hmm. fresh and crunchy right um, mm-hmm. This is also why I put all my sauces under the patty Like if I get a burger oh. And I'm dressing oh. it myself I like <laughs> With the patty and I put the sauces under it or directly on the patty under the onion. Um, Mm -hmm. But I find if it's on the lower bun, it doesn't like nothing slides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so there is, you know, there's an element of like design, engineering thought to build a really good
2: burger. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Also, we didn't even touch on cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. I didn't grow up eating cheeseburger because... Kosher being a growing up kosher You can't mix meat and milk so it took me Until I was like in my teens like My late teens to finally try one And wow what An explosion now cheeseburger is Not what we are judging here we're
1: Judging burgers so I mean burger ooh, I don't know. cheese Cheeseburger <laughs> hamburger Chicken burger I believe it's just burger like we could talk About like townsfolk ooh. if we wanted to <laughs> True
2: okay all right. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. All right. Cheese is acceptable. And there's so there's so many good things you can put in. Bur- mm-hmm. Like this, the egg. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand mm-hmm. the egg until I had the fried egg. Oh my gosh. The fried egg. Ah, oh! oh, it's so good. I don't even know how to explain it, but especially if you have that runny yolk.
1: I mean, talk about okay. versatility.
2: And then like the buns, you could do so much with that too. The like, my I think my favorite's always gonna be the brioche bun, especially if you oh, have a little sesame yeah. seed. You really can't
1: you really can't go wrong with a brioche bun.
2: Like Yeah. The most the most like interesting is like if you just put, you know what, instead of buns, like what if you
1: just had two grilled cheese sandwiches? Holy shit. Hom talks about that kind of stuff. That like, yeah, <laughs> I I I don't mean that to sound uh uh, uh <laughs> derogatory in any way. I just mean when it comes to like <laughs> The really, like, food, food. Like, I'm not the host with that expertise. I'm the, the salad boy. <laughs>
2: that is true.
1: You're the host who made me crave salad. It's true. But I can imagine it. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, but ultimately, again, like, yeah, y- you have to make a choice. You have to make somebody sad. It's
2: tough. It's two like very different and very versatile foods. We didn't even talk about all the stuff you can put on bread. Like bread's great. Bread like, has, a burger. like all this potential yeah of- <laughs> <laughs> you might say <laughs> have you I have to ask, have you ever heard of fairy bread? Yes, the Australian things. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's popular at children's birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Just a slice of bread, butter, and then sprinkles. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Why not? Can you do you that can. with a burger? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Seems inadvisable. <laughs> There's so much. I I didn't even think about. Like, man, we just taught all the versatility burgers. You can do so much with bread too. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff that just goes great with bread. Some there are mad lads who just across the pond will just put beans on it. I think that's, that's horrifying. But they
1: just put beans on toast. That's yeah. a little
2: sacrilegious, but they're legally allowed to do that. <laughs> Legally, they can no laws that if against they want to. <laughs> I think there should be, but so <laughs> far, none that I can find. <laughs> bread. It's got to be bread. Tefer, there's no question here. Yeah. Look, burgers are phenomenal. They're great, and I love them. Can I eat them every day? No. Mm-hmm. Are they versatile? Yes, but like, is it something that you can have for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Maybe for some people. Um... I think when it comes to the the versatility and just the the love that I have just for the thing, mm-hmm. like bread is just so good. It's really, really hard to beat. It's a beautiful thing. And like, it's been just such a staple and such a, a heart of like, I don't know, like so many human societies and food cultures for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to get tired of it. And also, like, man, shout out to the flatbreads, too. I didn't even get to talk about flatbreads. Oh, my gosh. There's so many types of bread. I love
1: pepper. Bread's awesome. Sorry to all the haters. But, man, it's got to be bread. I mean, there's a reason it won last year. There's a reason it is advancing this year because unanimously (gasps) our judges have voted rice and bread in this round. So... Bye olives, bye burgers, thanks for coming, but this is a starch (laughs) party, and we know what the people want. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I love it. I'm so pleased. The other judge has excellent taste.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for having me. It's always so fun to be on this podcast. I'm so excited to just mainline every episode of Munch Madness and see who comes out on top.
1: Well, I'm sure we will have you back at some point in the future.
2: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: All right, there you have it folks. We were right. <laughs> it's satisfying a little bit, but you also You don't get to vote on this one. Yeah. You
1: don't like it too bad. <laughs> Suck it up.
0: That's it. Buttercup. We got, we got
1: rice and bread. Moving on forward, folks. We're gonna get bread and coffee once again.
0: Are you surprised? We're not.
1: We're not. um <laughs> But it's exciting. It's yeah. exciting.
0: It's extremely exciting. uh Should we break down very quickly before we start the outro? Should we just break down? Uh, should we <laughs> tell? I thought we
1: already did that, honey. <laughs> oh, like a long a time ago. Together in the first uh, Yeah, let's break down what's what's coming
0: at you. Yeah. So for the quarterfinals. Here on Munch Madness 2023, we have, in the host choice bracket, chicken versus berries. So one of yours, one of mine. That'll be Mm -hmm. exciting. In the people's choice bracket, hot sauce versus honey. Mm -hmm. In the write-in, we got pasta versus rice. All right. And in the champs division, we've got coffee versus bread.
1: Damn. Yeah. May I even say... Boy, howdy.
0: Boy, howdy. That's eight heavy hitters, honestly. Any of these eight could be our winner this year. Really,
1: any of these, uh, yeah, all of these are contenders. Yeah. All of these are contenders. This is going to be intense. Yeah. So buckle up, hit subscribe, (laughs) get on our Patreon so we can all talk about it live on Discord. Uh, This is the sporting event of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling a little bit like... uh, like we might see our champ in either the right in or the champions division this year. I think I, so. I think so. Like, unless people really decide to go nuts on berries or chicken or really like dig their heels in with condiments this year, I, I don't I don't think that's possible. Like we've got three staple grains and coffee in the other two mm-hmm. divisions right
1: I think the only exception to that is chicken I could see somebody really going ham on the protein
0: it's true but they wouldn't be going ham on the protein they'd be going chicken on the protein mm-hmm. ah not the same meat
1: chicken the ham of the air
0: chicken it's kosher ham <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright well uh, strap in prepare yourselves hold on to your bootstraps pull on them We'll see what happens, <laughs> and thanks so much for continuing to listen to No Bad Food.
0: <laughs> oh, we got there.
1: If you want to <laughs> join the conversation, you can hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. If you liked this episode, and who wouldn't? Uh, or if you just want to help us make this show better, head to patreon.com/slash No Bad Food Pod and donate. Yeah. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, and Carol, and Tom has been dabbing through that whole list.
0: One dab for each patron.
1: Each of you get dabbed. (laughs) Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks and complimentary dabbing, mm-hmm. including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So if that is exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and make it
0: happen. We also have merch. You know what? You'd look really cool if you were wearing a hat with our logo on it and you started dabbing. I think that would look really cool.
1: <laughs> all the coolest kids and all the cutest kids have a no bad food apron in apron. <laughs>
0: Oblige I can't to wear say an things apron.
1: tonight. Um, all the cool kids have a no bad food apron in their kitchen. Um, yeah. You can get them in child sizes. That's I'm true. just
0: saying. If your kitchen's full of children, why don't you put an apron on them already?
1: Yes. That's if, what I would If saying. you've
0: got kids in your life who love to dab,
1: <laughs> so do we. Get them an apron. <laughs>
0: You can get all kinds of great merch from our great merch store, the Podcavern merch store. And of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend.
1: Our theme music is by Zach Bun Patty Pickle Cheese Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Rice Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but
0: certainly not least, this show was produced by me, Tom Zalatni, and you, Tefer Jemian, and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Podcavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next week for the quarterfinals! What? Oh!
3: Yep, yeah. it just takes
0: No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern
3: Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Have you ever seen those lists on the internet that's like top five sandwich toppings, top five movies of the year, top five celebrities who have a very punchable face? You know what I'm talking about. The point is, all these lists drive us crazy because we have no idea who made them and how they even narrowed down their top five list. That's where my podcast comes in. My name is Tung Law, and I am the host of Ranked. Top 5 lists of stuff that don't matter. In every episode, with the help of a motley crew of self-proclaimed experts, we debate, battle, and work together, showing you the entire process of how we got there to create a top 5 list of any and every topic we can think of, like top 5 brunch menu items, top 5 fictional dogs, top 5 90s songs, top 5 Steve's. The list goes on and on, and we will not rest till we rank basically everything so join us every second thursday in the pod cavern for ranked top five lists of stuff that don't matter
0: top five top five top five
3: hey there i'm david i'm tess i'm giovanni and i'm greg
0: and we're left trigger right trigger your video game book club each episode we pick a topic and each of us brings a video game that we think best fits that topic tune into the show to find out how super mario land is all about travel or how Bloodborne is a game about sacrifice. Or how SimCity is actually a conspiracy to mine data about human infrastructure. No, we Greg, have to stop oh, with this right to now. We're where? doing a, pro- a promo. Please stop. Intrigued? A little scared? Us too. Make sure to catch us every other Tuesday on your favorite podcatcher app. See you there.